in this episode of The Mustard Seed. Eventually, after someone else pointed out to me, you know, that man over there looks so sad, I just felt like I had no choice but to get up. I had to go and talk to this man. So I walked over and I used a miraculous metal as my, my gateway into conversation. Welcome back to The Mustard Seed, delving into personal stories of individuals who have encountered spiritual events in their lives. Today we have our special guest, Tyson Murphy. So can you tell me a little bit about a personal experience that you feel you've had in God's hands, some kind of contemporary miracle you feel you've experienced? When I think of contemporary miracles, a lot of things come to mind. I've seen a lot of things, I've seen the power of God at work in many ways, whether it be Him multiplying time, really healing the hearts of those in complete darkness. For truly those that are in darkness have seen a great light, the light of the risen Christ. And I want to tell one story in particular about one man in particular who was so, so deeply consumed by darkness, yet the Lord really reached down into his hell and pulled him out so that he could see the risen light and, and be a new man, a new man the likes of which I don't think he's ever seen. And this man, when I first met him, I gazed at him from across a bar. And it was very, very clear that he looked into his alcohol as if it was his only companion. It was clear as day that he was drunk, extremely intoxicated. So the atmosphere of the bar, it's just your standard karaoke bar, the lights are turned down low, and the, the music was playing, very poor singing. And he, he looked hunched over, and he looked very, very sad, like his eyes were dragging. He kind of looked hunched over, his head moved a little bit to the right, and he just stared, he just stared into his, his alcohol, again, like it was his only companion. Like the Psalms say, my only companion is darkness, and it was clear that he was at this point, that his only companion was his addiction. And eventually, after someone else pointed out to me, you know, that man over there looks so sad, I just felt like I had no choice but to get up. I had to go and talk to this man. So I walked over and I used a miraculous medal as my, my gateway into conversation. I put my miraculous medal on the table and I slid it over to him. I said, hi, my name is Tyson. I want to give you a gift so you can remember that her son is always with you. And he was like, oh, thank you. I put it in and I sat down at the table with him. Asked him, you know, hey, what, what brings you here tonight? And he was very open very open, his speech was very slurred, he simply said you know, that he had come to the bar that night in order to get drunk so that he could drive while drunk to another bar, and there get more drunk, more intoxicated, and then drive home. So he wanted to commit suicide via drunk driving. I was really taken aback. <laughs> I'm sure you were. I was shocked. I was yeah. shocked. So immediately, I just started talking to him about how much God loved him mm -hmm. and about how much I loved him because God loved him and how much his life is worth living. And slowly but surely that night, he sobered up. He drank coffee. He sobered up and went home that night um, sober. That's but that's only really the first of many miracles in this man's life. Because the next Wednesday, he came back with the same intention the following Wednesday and the following Wednesday and every Wednesday I would talk to him and slowly but surely he decided that you know he needed to get a designated driver 
-hmm. slowly but surely he said to me no tyson i want to live that's good and slowly but surely as time went on um he started not drinking he started going to a 12-step program again still coming to the karaoke bar every wednesday yeah (laughs) strangely why did you always feel so inclined to talk to him i felt moved i felt moved very deeply by his situation because i know what it's like to be in darkness and i remember the patience of those that pulled me out and the kindness of those that pulled me out and so i had no choice really but to offer that same kindness to this man. Not because it was done to me, but that's because that's what the Lord does to all of us. Because the real story, the real miracle behind every conversion story, or every person that's freed from addiction, is that it's all of our stories. Because all of us are addicted to something. Whatever our favorite sin is, that is what we're addicted to. This is a great moment in in our relationship. So I see him sitting alone again, and it's very clear that something's more off than normal with him. So mm-hmm. I go and I sit down. And he says to me, Tyson, I don't want to talk to you today. I said, okay, that's fine. We don't have to talk. But I just sat there. Yeah. <laughs> about five, ten minutes goes by, and he starts telling me about how he started using narcotics. And I asked him, well, why, what lead, led you to do that? And he told me very bluntly, bluntly, he just wanted attention from someone. And so I told him, you know, whatever happens, whether you be like the greatest saint or whether you be the most hardcore addict, like going into gay prostitution, constantly using heroin, whatever it may be, regardless of the spectrum, one person's attention is always on you. As a, as a lover gazes his beloved, so does the Lord gaze at you. And that really moved him. What do you feel was his true point of conversion that you saw that he was finally coming to an end of all his issues? I think it was the recognition that he needed to leave this place. And so what was it, what was the key factor? I think it was twofold. I think it was someone being Christ to him and him realizing that he needed to leave his hell. And so he left and entered into a new world, a new world that he hadn't seen before, a world of sobriety. You've been in constant communication with him and that's been how many years? It's been pretty irregular communication. I would say constant, just kind mm-hmm. of maybe once every few months. So really, it's, it's the Lord's work in his life. And I don't want to take any credit for this because you can't, I, I cannot take credit for someone being 16 months sober. That's solely the work of God and the power of God. However, in his high, especially in my eyes, if I be so bold, you are his miracle because if you weren't there at that bar, he could have possibly kept drinking, gone to another bar, and somehow in between here and there and home have, have died. Because he would have wanted the Lord had bigger plans. Exactly. You were his bigger part of his bigger plans to show him that. The Lord uses many things to work in your face. Whether it be the saints, whether it be your common average guy like myself, whether it be a miraculous medal. The Lord uses many, many things. I think the key is to pay attention to the small things. Because again, the greatest miracle happens in all of our lives. That's the fact that though we are sinners, he has called us his children. What would you say to those people who are still out there, still facing issues of depression, of issues of keeping their sobriety, what would you say to them now? So that you are not alone in your pit. There's a man right beside you who has suffered the greatest of agonies so that he could be there beside you and that he wants to raise you up. His hand is out towards yours. It's just a matter of 
taking your hand and reaching out towards his. Because he will take you places you will never have imagined. If you are in chains, you are bound to your addiction, he wants to take your captivity captive. And he will raise you up. He will raise you up to heights you will never have imagined. He will raise you from the dead. He will make you a new man, created by God in justice and the sanctity of truth. That was very powerful. Do you have any closing words? Trust in the mercy of God, and you will see great things happen. There's no addiction, no sin, nothing is greater than God's mercy. His love is limitless, not even death can limit it. Death has no sting, hell has no victory, for Christ the Lord is risen from the dead. Thank you, Tyson. Thank you so much for your story. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Mary Kay. So there you have it. Tyson's unknown friend is now living a much more happy life in Chicago and recently told Tyson he is discerning joining the Catholic Church. Thank you for listening. Music by Night Amore and Sophomic Media. Sound effects by Sound Bible. And what does it sound like?